This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. When you have time, subscribe to the Kelly and Company podcast, if you would, please. A great place to listen to the show at your leisure. You can listen to the show in segment form. In case there's a contributor that you really enjoy and you're like, oh, my goodness, I don't want to miss their segment, but I'm not around for the live show. Well, check it out via the podcast. You can also listen to the show in its complete form. That's the Kelly and Company podcast. Subscribe using your favorite podcatcher. Ramya Muthan, Kelly McDonald, we are the hosts of Kelly and Company. Thanks for being with us today on the program. Well, Rum, uh, he had, I I don't want to say an audition week. He worked with Jeff Ryman to get his feet wet in the pond. Then last week, he was flying solo. And now, this week is his first week doing health. Yep, tick that off. Life, oh, no, no lifestyle. We're we're not on the air Friday. Uh, But today... Just to make sure he's really immersed in what he's supposed to be doing here, Grant Hardy, our reporter, will do what in the world. Now that is yeah. on his own, that real graduation. challenge. Mm-hmm. He is zooming to the top of the class and out with graduation. So let's welcome him in. Grant, uh, how's things feelings? How's your week going? Hey, folks. Uh, yeah, you just can't get rid of me now, but... Um... Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully you're liking what I'm contributing so far. I'm and, doing okay. How about things at your end? Well, we're good. Uh, hopefully, you're <laughs> having fun I, 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 with this, all this stuff, and we're putting you to work enough and keeping you busy. Uh, it's it's been way too much fun. Oh, good. Looking right. forward to having more. All right, can we hop into some fun and let's do some health headlines? All right, we're gonna get a little bit heavier than usual today. Hopefully that's okay. We're going to start with a piece from the Conversation Canada that basically argues that workplace bullying uh, should be treated as a public health issue. This is by Jason Walker, Associate Professor of Department of Psychology, the University of Canada West. No one should have to be subjected to violence or harassment in the workplace, but workplace harassment is surprisingly widespread in Canada And in 2018, StatsCan found that 19% of women and 13% of men experienced harassment in their workplaces. Now, bullying goes uh, way beyond just being not civil. Uh, We're talking about uh, intentional interpersonal mistreatment that involves offensive, hostile, and assaulting conduct directed at someone for a minimum period of six months Uh, We know there have been multiple high-profile incidents of uh, bullying and workplace harassment in the media. Oftentimes, it just gets uh, swept under the rug. And like other health issues, the impact of workplace bullying has measurable diagnostic implications and uh, adverse physical and psychological symptoms, uh, including mental health, sleep issues. It's also been linked to cardiovascular disease and uh, just a variety of other things. Um, I I really find it very interesting that in a capitalist, uh, you know, sort of culture that our mental health is not valued nearly as highly as our physical health, but in fact, not only does it impact our physical health as well, 
actually impacts productivity on the job, according to this article as well. Um, just curious if you guys had any uh, thoughts about uh, what society should be doing to address this widespread issue. Well, the first thing is the specifics of what workplace harassment is, right? And when you're looking at um, the the way that this article describes it, they're talking about, what did they say? Um, yeah, it's, Offensive, it's, it's, hostile, and insulting conduct, right? Would, For a minimum period of six months. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would certainly say that workplace bullying, I, I mean, if you think that like 19% of people have experienced that like level one fifth of, of people. aggression. One in five that's people. A, that's a yeah. huge amount. But I, but I would agree. And sorry, I cut you off. But I think what you were maybe going to say is there, the standard that I would consider bullying is quite a lower standard. And in fact, sure. a lot of people who are people of color, my, you know, minority groups, people with disabilities often talk about like these microaggressions too, which are really mm -hmm. hard to kind of write up in like a, you know, yeah. And that's I what I was actually going to point out, that yeah. that sometimes we, you know, oftentimes you're not even sure if what you're looking at is workplace bullying, workplace harassment, because you're, it's not something that you can say, okay, here are the rules. This is what workplace harassment looks like, people. Pay attention. You well, know, every and then, case then, is different. Like you are a different person than Grant is or I am in what yes. we consider, what we feel, and that stress we get from and again, I understand that some people might say, well, we have the six months of it to kind of give you that this is a, rep a repetitive thing going on. Well, I don't think you need six months if someone's bullied for, you know, an hour or in some no. way that's a problem. But it's again goes back to interpretation. Interpretation may be, but I think another side of it, too, that we may want to touch on is how many people do anything about it? You know, do well, you go and to that's the HR witnesses? Exactly. Well, right? Yourself or the people who see or tend to wonder even if this is workplace harassment or not. And, you know, you were talking about HR grant. Um, and do, do people really stand up for themselves or do we just put up with it? Yeah, yeah, that's the tricky one. And especially if you are in one of those minority groups, you know, I, I would imagine... I can't really speak to this, but I would imagine, you know, for for women, um, the situation is probably a lot more precarious because people are very good at doing, you know, maybe subtle bullying mm -hmm. or even like sexual harassment. But if you speak up, you know, it can be sort of like, oh, come on now, you know, I'm, I was yeah. just joking around. Don't be so, you know. Don't take life so seriously kind of thing. I, I also wonder it for, for men in the sense of what we think we're supposed to be able to take and put up with. Um, and this goes even back into school, right? Teasing and even by staff or a coach, maybe we've heard a lot of that kind of thing. And it, it carries on into workplaces where, oh, I'm, you know, the guy, you're supposed to be able to take my teasing. I'm just like you said, Grant, oh, I'm just joking around. But so much of that men feel oh, yeah, I guess maybe I better just suck that up. Or, you know, is he really, she really meaning that? Yeah, I think that's true to an extent and maybe for everybody too. But in, in, in terms of a this certain standard of conduct that maybe people have a different standard. Like some people, I'm someone who, who really believes in being not necessarily sugary sweet, but I believe in being polite unless you're really given a, a reason 
mm-hmm. not to be. And that can cause some problems for me too, because it's harder to sort of deal with conflict. But I think some people don't believe in being diplomatic. Some believe believe you can say what pretty much whatever you want. As well, some as people hide behind the fact they're being honest. They say, oh, I'm being honest and I'm being straight with you. But yeah. you, you know, straight doesn't mean you have to be mean, nasty, unpleasant, bullying. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, um, you know, unfortunately, this article doesn't really propose uh, what we should actually do about this issue. But I, mm-hmm. I definitely think um, giving it some serious thought and perhaps um, integrating some sort of like more of those team building activities, but from a more anti-bullying standpoint might actually lead to more productivity at at work as well, which would fit within our capitalist culture here. Well, is it enough to say, I mean, companies can have what they consider their workplace policies when it comes to mannerism speaking and that. And I know most of us being brought up treat people the way you'd like to be treated, but then some people will make that claim, as I just said a moment ago, oh, well, I, I'm just very straight up. I'm a little blunt the way I'd like people to be to me. And and again, we stop and say, yeah, but that's not acceptable for you to treat me that way. I'm, I'm not comfortable with that. And I think those conversations have to happen, but it's so hard for people to but feel... But it's conflict. Exactly. And a lot of people, people want avoid. no part of. No yeah. part of it. Yeah. yeah it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Um, well, we'll keep working on that issue then. Hopefully, I don't know if you guys had any other thoughts on that. I think we're, we, uh, we can move to the second one. Yeah. This is um, the one to think about. So this is from the Times of uh, London. Are we being poisoned by basically indestructible chemicals that may cause us serious illnesses such as cancer, diabetes, raised cholesterol, and fertility problems. That's the claim recently made by researchers from Stockholm University in environmental science and technology who warn that rainwater in most places on Earth contains dangerous levels of industrial substances that basically uh, don't break down. Uh, So, um, for example, uh, some of these are even chemicals that have been used in the past, like Cambridge Water in England, in London, admitted that uh, uh, June last year it had removed a supply containing four times the regu- regulatory limit of a chemical that was bl- uh, blended with its water supply, uh, and it was possibly used nearby to fight fire uh, years ago and just never really decompose. But right. basically, these chemicals can be used in nonstick frying pans, um, a whole variety of other places, and they're basically concluding that no place on Earth can be declared chemical-free anymore. So I don't know what you guys think. Basically, my rule of thumb is, you know, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. If there's an <laughs> ama- amazing chemical that you can just, like, have which means that nothing is going to stick to your pan. It's like, wow, this is so brilliant. Why doesn't everybody do it? Maybe there's a harmful (laughs) downside related to human health. Yeah, as always, right? And and that's the thing. We keep moving um, up and up and up in certain ways. (laughs) 
Sorry, Ram, go ahead. (laughs) We keep moving up in uh, one way, but then we seem to like leave other problems on the table to deal with later. And later is most often than not pretty late uh, in terms of how it affects our health, how it affects our, you know, the fragility of our environment. Everything is, you know, and I don't know if we have the the knowledge yet in our world to take everything into account. We do try with certain things. Sometimes we ignore it. Oh, that's really not the greatest one. Well, ignore that. Just pretend we didn't notice that. Just <laughs> keep making them. But there's that that also consideration that a lot of time we think we've done all the checking and ticked everything off and it looks safe. But then as progress and technology goes, we find out more later that, oh, no, that was pretty bad. Um, you know, stuff like DDT and how great they thought oh. it was at first. And then all of a sudden, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Man, I, yeah, I don't know if you guys remember. I don't, I don't know if they're still fighting about this, but this chemical that you could spray directly, you could basically use this chemical, and then it would allow you to spray like insecticide directly on your crops. It was, it was something like that. It was like crazy. Um, and then uh, you basically had to use the company's seeds to, to fertilize your crops. And then I think these seeds were also like blowing into neighboring fields and the company was trying to like sue people from other places yes. that hadn't actually bought the seeds from them. Like, it's just crazy. I, I think w- one thing we're sort of dealing with is, uh, you know, looking after our environment. But even when we do that, I'm wondering if these issues from the past are going to start uh, coming back up and resurfacing years later. I, I think they do, and I, I will continue. And things we do today will will hit us in in forty years, where we'll say, "Oh, why did we do that?" or "Why were we allowing that?" But again, it's such a it's so hard because a lot of time we honestly just didn't know, didn't realize, and I, I'm not sure how much. I mean, to do to know, we have to be smarter. We have to. Uh, I don't think we do it out of just total carelessness all the time. I think we do the checks we think we have, we are capable today, but not in ten years or fifteen years. Grant, we're out of time. Thanks, man. Yeah, guys. Sorry for the heavier than usual health headlines. We'll talk to you in a bit. I liked it. Nice topics. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to Grant a little later on in the program. We'll step aside because uh, Margaret Weldon up next, folks, with in the know. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.